welcome back guys to another episode of Indie Faith Podcast, a platform where we talk all things Pacifica related. Uh, I am your host Jules um, and usually I'm joined by my beautiful co-host Mary, um, but unfortunately she won't be joining us today, but she'll definitely be in the next episode. Um, So yeah, it is Saturday the 15th of October today. Um, I woke up this morning with um, news that uh, Robbie Coltrane has has passed away. Um, For those that don't know who that is, um, he's the actor that played uh, Hagrid in the Harry Potter series. Um, Yeah, it's really, really sad. He was one of my favorite characters in in Harry Potter. yeah um today's topic was suggested to us by um richie uh instant his insta tag is at richie cheeses i'll put it down below um so he wanted to know our thoughts about the tension of representing your country of heritage versus your country of residence regarding the players in the rugby league world cup it was funny because i had just recently um I was just talking to my brother about it and then, um, yeah. And then a couple of minutes later, um, I got the, I got the message from, um, Richie and yeah, it was definitely, um, was it yeah, definitely something that we wanted to raise in this episode. Um, but for those that don't know, uh, there's been a lot of controversy and tension um, ar- around this year's World Cup. <laughs> um, basically, the issue is that people are not happy with state of origin um, players uh, choosing to play for their country of heritage um, rather than Australia. So I put up a um, poll on um, Instagram because uh, I just wanted to see what everybody else thought as well. Um, and the question was, for the Rugby League World Cup, um, should players only play for a country of residence, country of heritage, um, or it shouldn't matter? And uh, the results were there was zero that said they should only play for country of residence. said they should only play for country of heritage and a whopping 83% said it shouldn't matter. (laughs) Um, It's also fair to share that most of um, our voters were of Pacifica heritage. So (laughs) um, just thought I'd I'd share that as well. Um, So to get into this topic, I wanted to um, just backtrack a little bit and um, just talk about, like, just go through the eligibility rules of um, uh, state of origin. So for those that don't know, state of origin is a, it's a massive rugby league um, tournament here in Australia. Um, It's a, like, um, a best out of three style competition um, between two states, so New South Wales and Queensland. So it's like a state, a state versus state. Um, now, in order for um, players to be eligible to play in the state of origin, they have to meet three um, three criteria. So the first one is they have to be born. They have to have been born in the state they wish to represent. 
um, two um, have moved to the state before um, they were 13 and have played representative football in that state. And then three have a father who has represented his chosen state. Um, so those are the, the three criteria that they have to meet. So the rules dictate that any player who represents um, the tier one nations in um, international uh, rugby league, like New Zealand or England, they're ineligible to play for play in state of origin. Um, but if you uh, play for tier two or three nations um, and you're eligible, uh, you're allowed to play for for their state. Um, yeah, so those are the eligibility rules around um, state of origin. So, like, the issue is that people like um, Paul Kent, um, amongst others, are voicing their opinions that any players who play for state of origin should only be representing Australia in international rugby league. So, if you're basically, if you're playing for origin... Uh, if you're playing in the state of origin, um, those players should not be allowed to play for um, tier two and tier three nations, just as they're not allowed to play for tier one nations. Um, apparently, they he, Paul Kent has said that it will weaken Australia's position in the international arena. And then you have um, Cameron Smith calling on the NRL to introduce stricter eligibility rules. Um, so he says, quote, um, it's not wrong to want to play for the country of your family's heritage, but we need to go down a black and white rule where everybody is clear who's eligible for who. Um, you need to nominate. Uh, so that, yeah, that's what he said. Um, and before I share my thoughts, um, I wanted to start off with some interesting statistics that I found on the NRL website. So according to the NRL website, there's, I think it's a, it's called a multicultural fact sheet. Um, and it says that 45% of NRL players are of Pacifica heritage. Forty-five percent of NRL players are of Pacifica heritage. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so legit, I think it's clear as day what eligibility rules are. Um, yes, they have relaxed the rules a little bit. Uh, I think around two twenty-fifteen. Um which uh, I think uh, which gave way to um, uh, Tomalolo and I think Gofusi um, in playing for Tonga in, in 2017. Didn't hear anything then. I uh, didn't hear these same complaints back then. Um, but, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so currently... Um, these players like Brian To'o, Jerome Luai, um, and many others, uh, like, they're within their rights to do so. Um, like, I don't think that they're finding loopholes or breaking any rules. Um, 
it's dual eligibility. Like they meet the criteria for state of origin and they also meet the criteria for international rugby league. Like they can play uh, in playing for a tier two nation instead of Australia. Um, yeah, like I, I, I don't understand why there's a big fuss. Um, why everybody's like, all of a sudden making a big deal out of these players choosing to play for um, their country of heritage. Um, And it's pretty, it's very sad. I I find it's very sad for the sport um, that people are, you know, like chucking a big stink that uh, about like, you know, oh, you played for Origin, so you shouldn't be playing for, you know, oh, you played for Origin, so you should only be playing for Australia. Like, like I, like yeah, okay. If you're gonna go black and white, like very black and white, if you're saying that people, the squad that is selected for Australia should only be picked from um, players that are in the state of origin, um, so what does that mean for like Melbourne players? Like, you can't chuck a big stink that these state-of-origin players are, you know, wanting to play for other nations. Um, but then you also, in the state of uh, in International Rugby League, don't just pick from, you know, that state-of-origin pool. You have other players that are not in those states that are also in the squads, in the, in the kangaroo squad. So, like, if you're going to keep it black, if, like, that's what you want, you want to keep it black and white, or you want to make it black and white and make it more strict, then you're kind of um, saying that you should only be picking um, the kangaroo squad just from the pool of state of origin players. Um, that's what I reckon. Like, <laughs> if that's like you know, if you're gonna go down that road of making everything black and white, well, like it's a it's a double edged sword. Like that's what you're pretty much saying you can't just pick at these you know um it's mostly pacifica um players but you can't just like pick on these players saying that they shouldn't be like you know they're entitled and that they shouldn't be playing for you know another nation when they played for origin um like out of the 15 World Cups that we've had, Australia has won 11 of them. Where are you, where are like, you know, players choosing to play for another nation going to weaken like your position? Um, yeah, like you're, you're the current reigning champions. How is that weakening your position? It's a, like, in my opinion, that's a greedy mindset to have for the Australians. Like, I I, I don't understand. Um, I think, like, if you're looking at, like, for me, if you're looking at promoting the sport uh, internationally, like, even at the playing field, that's what the, like, you know, that's what the NRL officials are trying to do. But it's people like Paul Kent and, and the rest of them, like, that need to wake up and realize that times have changed. Like, we're a multicultural country. Um, like, like, these rules are going to change. Like, unless you've been living under a rock, <laughs> 
like the demographics of the game are changing. The population of mixed races are ever increasing, like to the point where I, I could almost guarantee you that in like in the next ten years, those eligibility rules are going to be invalid because you're going to have like you know players with like you know so many mixed races that they're eligible eligible to play for like almost every country um so yeah like don't think it's a big deal like i don't think it's a big deal but that's just me (laughs) um i personally think that it'd be a lot more interesting to watch if you had you know if all these tier two and three nations had access to these, you know, NR, um, NRL players, uh, and like, like, you know, make it more of a competition. And so from like, what I'm hearing is that they're looking at changing the eligibility rules for state of origin. Um, that if you play for state of origin, you shouldn't be playing for any other, um, any other nation but australia like well like i mean you can understand the players who you know sign up to these contracts and they put in um you know who they want to to represent um and like obviously they would put down australia not because they want to play for australia but because they want to be eligible for state of origin yeah it's a it's a pretty narcissistic mentality to have that you you know to set up these rules that you should only play for australia um otherwise you don't play for you don't play in the state of origin right that's that's sad um dang, i don't that's not fair at all like i don't find that fair one bit and i don't find how that would um benefit uh international or domestic rugby league um and it it does you know um to me put a negative light on the sport but yeah like i think it's admirable like the the altru the altruistic desire of these players to to balance the field um in the world cup um by playing for tier two nations knowing that they're not going to be um, paid as much as they would have in a tier one team. I think that's um, it's admirable, and I think it's it's uh, it's beneficial, and it'll promote the game on a larger scale, on a global scale. Um, but yeah, so my so yeah to to sum it up. <laughs> Uh, my response to um you know those who are so against uh, these players playing for their country of heritage um build a bridge like times are changing the game will inevitably change as well um i think that like you know we're at a time where these old school rules need to be looked at um, and it needs to adapt more to the ever-changing demographic of um, the players. Um, but yeah, and also like we don't don't listen to the media. Like 
they're, you know, they're not getting what they want. Um, and then, you know, because of this tension, they're now focusing on these players, for example, Jerome Luai, who they are eagle-eyeing his every move at the moment. <laughs> um, poor guy. <laughs> um, but yes, that's my um, two cents on um, this <laughs> matter. Um, yeah, so I, I am by no means an expert in um, rugby league. So yeah, feel free to hit me up if you don't agree with um, my thoughts on it. <laughs> just just enjoy the game and fish. <laughs> um, so yeah, just enjoy it. Watch the game. Like support you want to support. Drink responsibly. <laughs> don't be a fali guy when you know your team has lost. Like. Come on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all the best to all the players in the World Cup. Um, and for those players who have, by the rules, chosen to play um, for their country of heritage. Um, yeah, hopefully the, um, they back off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it uh, should be an interesting uh, World Cup. Um, yeah, but... um. Be nice, uh, share love, and I'll see you in the next episode.